good, y'all? AJ2K here, live in the flesh. Yes, I can't wait to get into this episode. Yes, I cannot wait to get into this one because there is so much going on in basketball. In the NBA, basketball is back in full effect, people. We're back in full effect. And y'all know I have a lot to say. We're going to cut the music. Y'all know I have a lot to say today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, this episode of AJ2K Radio, we're going to do this one a little different. We're going to do this one just a little different. We're going to jump around today. Normally, I have three different topics, and I dive into each topic, and I break it up, and I let y'all know I'm transitioning to football or to basketball or to the next topic, but I'm not doing that today. See, today, I'm talking strictly basketball. We're talking strictly NBA Strictly NBA free agency, draft, trades, all of that. That's all we talking today. I'm sorry. Football fans that don't watch basketball, I'm sorry. But there's too much going on with the NBA right now for me to focus on football. I got to go basketball right now. Got to do it. For the people who like organization, I'm sorry. I'm a little unorthodox. And I'm going to be unorthodox today. Just for this one. Well, at least for now. Just for this one. (laughs) I'm going to be a, a little unorthodox. I'm going to jump around a lot. But it's all NBA. It's all basketball. So y'all bear with me. We're going to get into these moves. We're going to get into the draft. We're going to get into it all. Starting right now. First and foremost, I want to do something. I want to do something for Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yes, I rarely ever give this man any kind of credit. Because I'm tired of everybody else gassing him. He gets a, He gets enough credit in my book. But today is a little different. I'm going to give Michael... Jeffrey Jordan, some credit today. Can we get a round of applause? A round of applause for Michael Jeffrey Jordan finally getting a draft pick right. Can we? Yes. Michael Jordan, I'm proud of you. He may have completely whiffed on Gordon Hayward, signing him to a four-year, $120 million deal, but that's neither here or there. We're going to focus on the draft pick. Because I think Michael Jordan got the best player in the draft, y'all. I'm going to just put it out there now. I think Michael Jordan got the best player in the draft. I think LaMelo Ball is going to be a problem in the NBA. I think he was easily the best playmaker in the draft this year. I think he's a very underrated scorer. I think defensively he's got some room to grow. Most rookies are going to have some room to grow. When you make that transition from college or overseas or sometimes, you know, from high school, you make that transition, not high school back in the day. But when you make that transition, it's not always the easiest trying to guard NBA talent. That's not always that's tough for a lot of players, not just LaMelo. <laughs> that's going to be tough. But outside of that, offensively, what that what that kid is going to bring to the table what that young man, I should say, is going to bring to the table is going to be special for the Hornets. It's going to be special. I think he's going to bring a lot of flair to that city. I think that boy is box office. I think he's an underrated shooter. Yes, I said shooter. I know a lot of y'all been trying to get on him about his shooting form. Like, damn, let's see how it look in the pros. I, for one, think LaMelo is a, a pretty decent shooter from everywhere on the floor. But we'll see. That's that's yet to be determined. I mean, every highlight I see a LaMelo ball, granted, there are highlights. They are highlights, so, of course, it's going to look better, right? <laughs> Of course, they're going to show the best of the best for your highlight reel, right? But everything I see, this man pulling up <laughs> from 30, from 25, 
in the paint, mid-range, free throw line, elbow, corner pocket, don't matter. I see him pull up from everywhere. I see him getting that shot up quick, too. I also know that man's, what, 6'7"? 6'7"? Listen, LaMelo Ball is going to be a problem that defenses are going to have to game plan for. And I think LaMelo Ball is going to be a star in the NBA. Maybe not right away. Give him a year or two. But by that third or fourth year, LaMelo Ball is going to be a star in the NBA. Another player I want to talk about really quick from the draft. I got two players from the draft. Y'all have to excuse me. Just two players that I want to really focus on. LaMelo and OB Toppin. Boy, I'm telling you right now. OB Toppin is going to be nice. OB Toppin is going to be very nice. Especially in New York. You know, the city of New York, especially the Knicks specifically, they've been looking for a high a high, a high flower. A high flower that can score in the paint, drive through the lane, shoot from the perimeter. He's an underrated shooter. They finally got their high flyer that can do some of everything. I think he's underrated defensively, too. And he's a showstopper, man. That's what New York needs, bro. <laughs> y'all missed out on a lot of talent over the years. <laughs> y'all missed out on a lot of talent over the years. And I think y'all got a pretty solid ta- talent in OB. I think it was the best available, too. I'm surprised he fell as low as he did. But I'm telling you right now, the teams that passed up on him will regret it. Because outside of LaMelo, I think he probably was the second best prospect in the draft. That's just me. That's just me. I think he was the second best prospect in the draft. So I'm looking at LaMelo. I'm looking at OB Toppin. Look out for them. Look out for them as young stars in the NBA. Just, just. Just look out for him. But again, Michael Jordan, who has been an awful, an awful NBA owner, GM, whatever you want to call him. He's been terrible at drafting, at recruiting. He's been bad at it all. But selling those sneakers. He sell them sneakers, though. I buy some. Hey, hey, who ain't got no Jordans? I'm just saying he sell them sneakers like a mug, but he ain't getting no talent out there. But finally. Michael Jordan made a great decision in the draft. Again, I want to give one more round of applause for Jordan. He might not be my GOAT, but he drafted the right player. Let's get a round of applause for Michael Jeffrey Jordan. (laughs) On to the regular association, where I see a lot of moves being, being made. First things first, we want to start with the Brooklyn Nets. Resigning Joe Harris, four-year deal. $75 million. Listen, that might put an end to the James Harden talk. It might. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the money situation is looking looking like. I'm not sure what they can afford, but a $75 million deal for Joe Harris doesn't really spell we're trying to make a move for James Harden still. They may still do it. They just have to unload a lot to do it, maybe even more now because they just signed Joe Harris to that contract. I think he's a piece that they needed to keep, and I think they kept it. And I think for the Nets, if I'm being honest, y'all, I think the Nets are better off without Harden. I think Harden's best move is to go to Brooklyn, of course, to go play with Kevin Durant, like I said before. And it's funny how right after I said that, James Harden's in the news for trying to sign with Kevin Durant. I'm just saying, here at AJ2K Radio, we don't pull no punches. We tell nothing but the truth. That's all I'm getting at. But If I'm the Nets, I don't pull that plug. I don't make that trade. I'm not trading away all of my depth 
to get an inefficient James Harden, who rarely shows in the rarely shows up in the playoffs and may or may not throw off my team chemistry, especially seeing as though I don't have a solid head coach. That is proven. And Steve Nash, or even an assistant coach in Amari Stoudemire. Mike D'Antoni, who obviously didn't work with James Harden before, running that same ISO basketball, small ball lineup, whatever you want to call it, didn't work before. You got a whole coaching staff that's never won a ring, and you got to try to manage two players that have in Kyrie and KD. Then you add James Harden to the mix. Now, again, if I'm Harden, for James Harden, it's a great, great move because you're going to play with an efficient Kevin Durant that's going to make up for – the deficiencies you may have on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Same thing for Kyrie Irving. Maybe not as many as James Harden, but that's a story for another day. A topic for another day, I should say. I'm not pulling that plug. I'm trying to keep Karis LeVert, who I think is a dog. I think it's a dog. I'm trying to keep DeAndre Jordan. I'm trying to keep Jared Allen. I'm trying to keep Spencer Doody. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep them all. I mean, that's a squad. They got a squad over there. Why trade it off for James Harden, who may or may not show up? I'd rather keep all those pieces, keep my core at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That's just me, but we'll see what they do. Gallinari signs with the Atlanta Hawks. Interesting to me, what's going on with the Hawks? Like, what, What's the allure with the Hawks? Seems like everybody want to sign with the Hawks all of a sudden. I mean, I know they got Trey Young over there, and I'm a fan of his. The boy's a beast. But outside of Trey Young and maybe Cam Reddish, who is learning to shoot with Steph Curry. I mean, he was already, you know, Cam's already a sniper, but he in the gym shooting with Steph. So who knows what he'll have in store this upcoming season. But they went and got Gallinari. And then this guy, hopefully I pronounced his name right. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. That boy decides to back out of a contract with the Bucks. Now I hear that Bogdanovich <laughs> is trying to decide between the Lakers and the and the Hawks again. What's the lore with the Hawks? I mean, I know Atlanta. I mean, I know Atlanta is a great city. I mean, I've been Atlanta's great. Atlanta's cracking, right? I, I get it, right? But outside of Atlanta and the money that they threw, um, you're not winning in Atlanta. You may or may not make the playoffs in Atlanta. I don't know what that's about. I mean. If I'm looking to move on from the Kings, I'm looking to go somewhere where I can compete for a ring at the least, or at least be in the playoffs. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he hit up Lou Williams, and, you know, Lou told him about Magic City out there, and he decided that, you know, I need to go check it out. And he checked it out and found out that Magic City was the place to be. I mean, I, I don't know. That's the only explanation I could think of because I'm not signing with the Hawks if I'm a free agent right now. I'm just not doing it. I don't care how much money y'all throw. Y'all not, y'all not, y'all not winning nothing no time soon. But especially if I got contract offers from or I got a team like the Bucks trying to get me to pair me with Giannis and other pieces I'll get to in a hot second. And, you know, LeBron and the Lakers trying to recruit me. Like, nah, I don't see that. Clay Thompson. Oh man, this one hurt. Toward the right Achilles. This one hurt. Um, me and KC was debating this on Bridge the Gap. If y'all don't know where Bridge the Gap is by now, y'all losing. Follow Bridge the Gap on Instagram. Underscore, underscore, at Bridge the Gap. Or at underscore, underscore, Bridge the Gap. Let me get it right for y'all. We also got a Facebook group page. Just type in Bridge the Gap. You'll find it. It's very easy to find. 
Um, but yeah, we de- we debated this on Bridge the Gap, me and my dog KC, and we debated who was the biggest threat to the Lakers, and we both agreed the number one threat to the Lakers was Golden State, easily, easily Golden State, and uh, them losing Clay Thompson just drops them so far down in the Western Conference to me. To me, I thought they were at least a top three seed in the West with the chance to get to the Western Conference Finals and potentially possibly the finals if they was able to dethrone the lakers but clay thompson going down that hurts bro like i don't know if you recover from that i hear they trying to get jj reddick i think they were trying to get bogdan bogdanovich <laughs> i think they might have been trying to make a move at him too i don't think either move is gonna happen maybe jj i don't know i know bogdanovich i hope i'm saying his name right y'all I'm not editing this, by the way. <laughs> if I didn't, I'm sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they're gonna get him either. So the loss of Clay Thompson, man, to the best shooting backcourt of all time. That's that hurts. Oh, that hurts. I'm not gonna lie, that hurts. We're gonna get another round of applause going for the Milwaukee Bucks. Can we get that round of applause going, please? Yes, yes, yes. Why the round of applause, AJ? Why? Why are we clapping for the Bucks? I'll tell you why. Because they got that dog, Drew Holiday. Now, listen. The Bucks are going to need more. And if they was able to hold on to Bogdanovich, they may have had enough to get to the finals this year. I'm going to be honest. You add that shooting from him, Drew Holiday, a great piece for the team. Giannis is happier. You still got Middleton. You still got Brooke Lopez stretching the floor. Hey, you grab some pieces for to fill out that bench a little more because you gave up a, a little bit here so far in free agency. I think you, I think you're in position to compete for a championship. I think you're in position to compete more so than you've competed in the past. More importantly, I think you're in a position to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo, my bad. I, Anadakumbo. All right, I'm done. Um, <laughs> you're in a position to keep Giannis. I think at least keep him happy by getting to the finals. I mean, if I'm Giannis and I'm getting to the finals with the Bucks, I'm not trying to leave. I got what I need. I just got to finish the deal, right? You would think so. Drew Holiday brings a certain element to this team that they haven't had before. He's a closer. He's a dog on both sides of the basketball. An underrated player that's respected around the league like crazy. He's mad efficient from the field. He can shoot the three. He can get into the lane. He can facilitate. He can rebound. Now, I ain't going to sit up here and gas Drew Holiday like he a top five guard in the league because that ain't it. But Drew Holiday is a player that Milwaukee needed. Oh, they needed him. And they needed him bad. I'm just going to keep it a hundred. It's going to be harder to build those walls to beat the Bucks now. With Drew Holiday, able to stretch the floor, able to play make for others so that Giannis doesn't have to do it for others, so that Middleton doesn't have to do it for others. And speaking of Middleton, this also this also helps him, too, because this takes a bit of the load off him, whether he's the second or the third option. Now, it's going to take a big load off of him. So hopefully Middleton shows up a little more in the playoffs now that you got Drew Holiday out there playmaking for others and for him. He's going to get Middleton some open looks. That Middleton may not have had before. We just happened to get passes and 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 just having to deal with Giannis facilitating and running the offense. He's gonna get looks. Middleton just gotta step up. Playoffs, not regular season playoffs. 
And we all know Drew Holiday is a dog in the playoffs. If y'all watch Drew Holiday, granted, he was in the West. He's playing for the Pels, so I know a lot of people weren't watching him. But basketball heads know what Drew Holiday brings to the table, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Huge, huge signing for Milwaukee. Sucks they couldn't hold on to Bogdanovich. But they got Drew, and I think that's a, a nice starting point. I think they can advance further in the, playoff, further in the playoffs with Drew. And I applaud them for making the move. I'm going to give y'all one round, one more round of applause for the Milwaukee Bucks. This may have been, outside of the moves my team make, made, which I'm going to get to in a high second, this right here may have been my favorite move so far. Chris Paul, CP3. Oh, my goodness. CP3 to Phoenix. Oh, my goodness. I'm here to tell y'all something right now. The Phoenix Suns will be a team to look out for this season. The Phoenix Suns will be a team to look out for this season. I'm letting y'all know that now. You got Chris Paul now. Veteran leadership in that locker room. Somebody that's going to hold everybody accountable. Somebody who's going to play make for others and make everybody on the team better, including Devin Booker. You still got DeAndre Ayton. Listen, DeAndre Jordan's best years was with Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton, get ready to get get ready to catch some lives because it's gonna be it's gonna be dirty out there. I mean, you still got Dario Saric. Phoenix also went out and grabbed Jay Crowder, another veteran that's been there, done that. A shooter that can stretch the floor just went to the finals. That's another huge pickup for Phoenix. You still got Aaron Baines in the paint. I mean, you got some pieces out there. They're another team that's got to fill out that bench. But, yo, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, that's going to be, listen, that's going to be a problem. Now, we just saw what Chris Paul did with the Thunder. We just saw it. We just saw him be him being able to take the Thunder to the playoffs and the Thunder. I mean, let's just be real. The Thunder didn't have no playoff team without Chris Paul last year. Let's just be real. I mean, I know they got Dennis. I know they had Dennis Schroeder, but outside of Dennis Schroeder, and and so how you say his name? Uh, I think it's S S S G A. I ain't gonna try to pronounce it. Alexander, that's his last name. Shed Alexander, that's his last name. <laughs> I ain't gonna even try. Um, I know basketball heads know who I'm talking about. Um, besides them two players, they ain't really had nobody out there in OKC that was really getting them to the playoffs. Chris Paul was the man with the plan. Chris Paul was the man who got them there. And now you add him to Phoenix? A fan of time out DM'd me a, a while ago and asked me what was the keys to Phoenix. I, th- I think he I think he lives in Arizona. I'm not sure. Hopefully you're listening. You DM me and tell me where you're from. I think he's from Arizona, Phoenix. I think I think he is. But anyway, if not, either way, he's a Phoenix Suns fan. And he's like, bro, what do you think they need? What do you think they need to improve? I mean, we right there. We went eight no in the bubble. I thought we was going to get to the postseason, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, look, y'all got potential. But when I look at this roster, y'all need more veteran leadership. And I ain't talking Ricky Rubio. I'm talking veteran leadership that can score, that can defend, that can really get in people's heads and hold people accountable, that can really push people to the next level. Somebody that's been there, done that, and lead. I told him at the time, maybe you get you a J.J. Redick, maybe, who's decent defensively and, and can shoot the tray. You know, maybe y'all can get Dwight Howard in the offseason. He can be a, a energy guy, grab some, board, grab some more boards for y'all, maybe teach the young fellas a lesson. But they grabbed Chris Paul, bro. Chris Paul at the age of 35 going on 36. 
productive player in the league. Much the the best veteran option out there. You go grab him, point guard, so that Devin Booker can be a little more off ball than maybe usual. And they still have to worry about him, Chris Paul, that is, being a scoring threat, unlike Ricky Rubio, being a real scoring threat from everywhere on the floor. I mean, Devin Booker could miss games and the Phoenix Suns will still be a threat to win regular season games. That was not the case before. I'm telling y'all, man, that move has the Suns right where they need to be. If I had to make a guess right now, I say the Phoenix Suns probably finish. Four or five in the Western Conference. Maybe even higher now because Golden State is out. Or I won't say out. I see I see Golden State finishing probably six, seven now without Clay. Unless they get in unless they get it. I don't know what piece they can get, but unless they get a piece that changes my mind right now, I see them falling in six, seven, which means the Suns move up. And I'm telling y'all, bro, the Suns, the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns going to be a team to look out for this year. Mark my words. I even picked them boys up on 2K. Which reminds me, this is a little off topic, but damn, what's up with the shooting? Y'all still struggling to shoot? I still be struggling to shoot on 2K, bro. Like, man, I'm tired of 2K, bro. I'm damn near sick of 2K. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on to the next. NBA NBA transaction. The Sixers making some moves. Dwight Howard hit the Lakers with the pump fake today, saying that he was going to sign with L.A. and then decided not to sign with L.A., to sign with the Sixers. I think the Sixers are still, you know, in conversations to grab James Harden. I think James Harden may be a better fit for the team. I think James Harden's personal best fit is with Brooklyn, but he's probably a better fit with the team in the Sixers. The Sixers should probably pull that plug, do whatever it takes to get James Harden. But like I said before, Harden needs to make sure he gets to Brooklyn because that because he ain't winning in Philly either. But anyway, Daniel Morey over there, Daryl Morey over there making moves. Got Dwight. He signed Seth Curry. Who, listen, I know he not Steph, but that boy shot 44.3% from the tray last year. Good Lord. Then they made a move and grabbed Danny Green. I don't know what to expect from him after the awful postseason he had with the Lakers, but people forget Danny Green was a very, very pivotal piece during the regular season. He bought out in the regular season. So that's a nice pickup for that team. Getting them some more shooting. The Heat lost Crowder to Phoenix, as stated earlier, and went out and grabbed Avery Bradley from free agency from the Lakers, even though I don't know if the Lakers is going to re-sign Avery Bradley anyway. The Heat got a nice piece there. You look at OKC, these boys got a 1,001 draft picks. Look, bro, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how they do it. But what I do know is this. They better make something of them damn draft picks. That's a whole lot of draft picks, bro. I don't, I don't even want to count them on the draft picks. Just know these boys set on draft picks for probably the next seven years, it seems like. First round, second round, third round, you name it. They getting draft pick after draft pick. You better get the next KD, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook on that team, man. Like, for real. Y'all got all these draft picks, man. Y'all, listen, do some. Do some. Because, see, me, I've never been a fan of grabbing a bunch of draft picks. I'm all about grabbing players I've already seen 
you know, been there, done that. Draft picks are what they are. You never know how a draft is going to look coming into it a year or two in advance. You never really know what player is going to really stand out like that. Granted, I mean, obviously, the greats, every great gets drafted. You know what I mean? So, obviously, you get greats out of the draft. That's clear. But i just rather go with the guarantees. That's that's just me. I'm looking. If I'm, if I'm the GM and the owner of the Thunder, I'm looking to move some of them draft picks for some players that can ball. That's just me. But I can also see holding on to them and making those picks. I get it. I understand. But like I said, these boys got a thousand of them. They better make it happen. <laughs> they better make it happen. Boy, if the if the if the Thunder not competitive in 2026, boy, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> somebody didn't lost their job. I'm just listen, somebody done lost their job. But last but not least. Oh boy. Damn. The Los Angeles Lakers making moves in the offseason fresh off of a championship. Say it ain't so. The Lakers just won a championship. They not done adding pieces. But so far, they let go of Danny Green, who was a playoff liability. They signed Wes Matthews, who can, who can shoot the tray in place of Danny Green. They signed Dennis Shooter, who was runner-up, if not top three candidate for six men of the year. And then they got Montrez Hurl. Damn. Damn. Broke the internet. I tell you what. Listen. I don't have much to say. I don't have much to say. But this is what I am gonna say to y'all. You niggas in trouble. 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 I'm sorry for the adults that are listening, but you niggas in trouble. I did, I had to say, it. I had to say, it. y'all in trouble. Look out for the Lakers. To repeat, all these moves being made, all these moves being made. Lamelo, Ob Toppin, Joe Harris, Drew Holiday, Danny got uh, Gallinari. Chris Paul, Bogdanovich, Dwight, Seth, Danny Green, Thunder, all these players making moves. I don't care where James Harden goes. Guess what? The Lakers are repeating as champions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Laker haters, Bron haters, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. But you have to deal with another season of dealing with LeBron wanted another chip, and you have to deal with another season of us Laker fans letting y'all know the truth, which is. That's all I have for y'all today. Y'all tune in next time for the next episode of AJ2K Radio.